welcome to the Extraordinary Moms Podcast. I'm Jessica Dahlquist, your host, and every week I interview a different mom who shares their motherhood journey and the lessons that they've learned along the way. If I've learned anything from interviewing such a wide range of moms, it's that no two moms parent in the same way. We should celebrate that and learn from one another. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast today, and if you like what you hear, please share the show with a friend. Hey everybody, I am so excited for this very practical and insightful episode for you today. My guest is Jamie Baker. She is a stylist for the stars, and now she's a stylist for all of us as she helps guide us through how we dress our postpartum bodies. I am six months postpartum, and I don't expect for my body to quote unquote bounce back ever. But literally, I don't even know what size I am anymore. My body is in a legit different shape, and I don't know what to wear. I don't know if I should get rid of my old clothes. I don't know if I should wait to lose weight. We're going to talk about all the questions you may have and the questions that I have had personally going through this the last few months, and she's going to talk about how we can dress ourselves. Jamie is so supportive, and it's not just about the clothes. It's about how we feel in the clothes and how we can function in clothes. You are going to love getting to know Jamie today, and I hope you will walk away with a little more insight on how to dress yourself. So let's get to my conversation with Jamie Baker. All right. I'm so excited to be chatting with Jamie Baker today. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Jessica. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. I'm excited too. Are you in Virginia? I am. I'm outside of Richmond. You are. Okay. We used to live in Chesapeake. Okay. I noticed on your number. I was like, oh, she must be in Virginia, but you're in California. I'm in California. So I'm from San Diego originally, but then my husband and I have moved a lot. And then my husband joined the Navy and we were stationed in Norfolk for two, a little over two years. And we lived in Chesapeake at that time, but he did the Richmond marathon and we love Richmond. Oh, wow. I'm from California. So I actually have a California number from Los Angeles originally. Cool. So we like flip-flopped. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Well, that's so cool. It's so nice to connect with you. I am so excited to be chatting about today's topic because I am in desperate need of some mommy style help and that is where your focus is. And so this could not be better timed. I need need sleep help for my baby and style help for me. That's where I'm at right now, Jamie. (laughs) Awesome. I can give you sleep help too. Well, not oh. me. I can tell you who can give you sleep help. Perfect. Okay. We will talk about that. Me. Great. Because <laughs> you have an 11-week-old. So for people that don't know you yet, Jamie, will you give a little background on yourself and your family? Absolutely. So I am now a wife and mom of two. I have a son, Max, who's almost four, and a brand new daughter, Olivia, who is 11 weeks old. Um, But I started my styling journey before motherhood in Hollywood, which was fun for the experience and the resume, was not fulfilling. Um, Then I started to do personal one-on-one styling where you're more than just help to help them get a paycheck and actually had an impact on their lives and realized that was my calling. And then I had my son and realized, oh my gosh, this is hard. And I'm a professional stylist. If I'm having a hard time getting dressed, how are everyday moms who are not professional stylists navigating this? Mm -hmm. And I quickly figured out that they were not navigating it. They were wearing frumpy clothes and not getting dressed because it was too overwhelming, which I get. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I niched down into being a personal stylist for moms. I love that. 
so much. And it's so great when your profession can kind of evolve with you as more life experience comes along the path for you and probably the hours you want to have and the autonomy you want to have. And isn't that great when it can transition with you? Oh my gosh, it's been the best thing. I never expected my career that was so much hustle and bustle and driving around the city and just crazy hours being something that I could do while staying home with my kids. And then it's something that really fits into my season of life too. It's really been incredible. Yeah. Okay. So I do have a few like Hollywood questions. Is that okay? Because it's kind of of fun. So were you styling for like shows or shoots or what, what was your kind of niche? When I was in Hollywood, it was a lot of commercials. So like Carrie Washington, I did her Neutrogena commercials. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a lot of NBA commercials, getting stars ready for red carpet, like going on the Jimmy Kimmel show or whatever TV show might be out there. When I was in New York, I did more editorial stuff like magazine shoots. And then I did a little stint in Nashville and I worked in country music. So music videos, essentially. How fun is that? That's so diverse. Hey everyone, I wanted to jump in real quick and thank a show sponsor and that is Novo. One of the hardest parts of owning your own business is the money part, right? Well, small business owners, startups, freelancers, entrepreneurs, do you know what the number one way to avoid unfair bank fees are? First, you close your account where you're banking, and then you open a new Novo free business banking account. Novo is the number one business banking app because it's built from the ground up to be powerfully simple and free business banking that Money Magazine called the best business checking account of 2021. You can sign up for free in under 10 minutes at banknovo.com slash EEP. They will mail you a Novo debit card and you have free ATM use. And you guys, if you are somebody that wants to avoid fees and the hassle of all types of services that you didn't even know that you had, and then you get penalized for them, Novo will help you. Novo seamlessly integrates with most leading business tools like Stripe, Shopify, QuickBooks, and more, all for free. And you guys will be blown away by all their perks. So get your free business banking account in just 10 minutes at banknovo.com slash EEP. Go to banknovo.com slash EEP to sign up for free right now and get a free copy of Novo's small business starter guide, banknovo.com slash EEP. So when you're picking out clothes for, let's just say celebrities, are you picking out different things based upon whether they're going to be photographed in it or like on camera in it? Or like what's Talk about that thought process for me. Yeah, it's very overwhelming and overdone. Um, So you are told by the creative director, producer, what they need to be wearing. So for instance, styling Carrie Washington for a Neutrogena commercial, which I was an assistant on. I wasn't head stylist, but um, she was wearing a white tank top and white jeans. And I had to source... You wouldn't even believe the size of this room was full of so many, like hundreds of white tank tops, (laughs) hundreds of pair of white jeans, so many nude bras, and she wore one. Right. Wow. So it's just so much put into something that turns out to be so little is used and it's overwhelming and it's just extra. Yeah, it is. It is. And like how many did she have to try on? To discard to finally find like the one, like is it hard for her? Like you think Carrie Washington, like she, she can put on anything and make it look say, good. Really? Okay, interesting. It's, 
the head stylist and then the director producer like the the teams kind of work together mm-hmm. obviously if the talent is super uncomfortable in it we had more options when it comes to a white shirt but there could be a very specific look that um the team is wanting so it's not even up to the talent which is why i really like personal styling versus that because you're not helping the talent to step into their own skin and be more confident and comfortable and excited about what they're wearing. You're literally just putting essentially a costume on them Mm. that they don't care if they're wearing or not. Mm -hmm. So that takes the fun out of styling for me and what I'm called to do. Some people love it and that's their jam. Right. And when you have a team helping you to know what's flattering on you, like, I don't know, is it just me? I literally don't know if something's flattering or not because sometimes I'll you know see a picture of myself and I'm like whoa I thought I looked great in that like in the mirror but then it was like oh that didn't is it the picture that's off or is it me that's off, you know <laughs> that is really common okay and that's actually why I came out with the body shape guide which is a free resource I can give you a link to for your audience great. because knowing how to dress your shape really helps you know if something is flattering or not. Now, I don't think that what you wear always has to be flattering because sometimes you just want to wear something oversized, which is not essentially super flattering to anyone, but that's okay as long as you feel good in it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when we look in the mirror, it doesn't give us a realistic view of what something really looks like. The best tip I can give you for that is take a photo in the mirror mm-hmm. and then the evaluate mirror. the photo. Mm-hmm. It's a lot, it gives you a lot more of a realistic picture and you can be a little bit more objective with it versus being so nitpicky too. Yeah. But looking at something live in the mirror is totally different than looking at a photo. Okay. Okay. That's so good. That's such a good tip. Yeah. Because I am, my little one is six months this week. And so this is my fourth baby. So my fourth little boy and you're 11 weeks postpartum. And so, yeah, we're like in the thick of it. Right. So this conversation is like preaching to the choir here. Right. Like we need these tips as much as anybody. And I was talking to a friend this morning about how when she had her first baby, I said, like, how did you feel about your body and getting dressed after you had your baby? And she's like, there was like this mental tug of war of like not only what like she literally fit in, but also almost more so what she thought she should be wearing now that she's a mom. Oh, that's a good one. Does that resonate with, with you or your clients or tell me about the mental gymnastics people have when it comes to feeling like they need to wear a certain thing or not wear a certain thing anymore now that they're a mom. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I think that it's a valid point. And Mm -hmm. I do have clients that have gone through it. But I can help eliminate the need to even go through those thoughts. Mm -hmm. Because we need to be dressing for our particular lifestyle, which is what I think is so unique about the method I teach. Because so often we think about like you said, and like your friend said, what we should be wearing Mm -hmm. based on what others are wearing or based on what the world's perception is of this title that we have. And what we should be wearing is what is functional for our particular lifestyle. So a mom could be a corporate lawyer. She could be a stay at home mom. She could be a work from home mom or a grocery store clerk. And what each of those moms does with her life is what should determine what she should be wearing. Yes. I love, I never really thought about like, what are you doing in your clothes? Right. And that should dictate it way more than just 
yeah, the fashion of it necessarily, what, but it's the function of it. The function. What yeah. the world tells us is so noisy. They tell you, they try to tell you what you should be when it comes to Instagram or Pinterest or movies and magazines. But what we should be wearing is such a big piece of what's left out of style. And that's what stops us from shopping with intention mm-hmm. is we're not thinking about what we're doing in our clothes. We're thinking about the bigger picture like your friend was talking about of what we should be wearing as a mom when what she's doing as a mom and what I'm doing as a mom might look totally different. Okay. That's a fantastic point. So let's start directly postpartum when none of our clothes fit. Like we just, everything's redistributed. We're up however many pounds and it just varies for everybody. But I think we can all agree the shape has shifted, right? Regardless of whether you lose like quote unquote weight quickly or not. For me, this has been the hardest one to, to lose weight from. I'm still 20 pounds up from where I was when I got pregnant and I'm moving, I'm eating well, like, and it's just stuck. And so I'm just kind of accepting this is where I am right now and I want to feel good right now and not wait for once I lose the weight. But it's like we all have that thing of, well, I don't want to buy, you know, new clothes when I don't want to be this size forever or, you know, like, and then also what do I do with my old clothes when I like them, but am I just banking on a reality that may never come true again? What do you think about that? So this is a loaded question that I love to answer and there's – Something we need to think about at the front end of this is, is this postpartum body what I'm going to have for a while, right? We're not Mm -hmm. 22 years old and losing five pounds by skipping lunch and replacing it with a shake and five days later, we're going to be 10 pounds less, right? Mm -hmm. That's not where we are. So we need to be realistic with ourselves. Are we going to be this size for how long are we actively losing weight or are we just like, okay, this is what I am and I need to stick with it because that determines how you need to shop. And when it comes to postpartum, it's its own beast. So you mentioned, do I get rid of these clothes of the size I used to be or not? And I can relate. I'm up 30 pounds that that I was before having Olivia. And with Max, my first one, I lost the weight rather quickly, mm-hmm. but my body was still really different. Right. This time I've got both. My body is really <laughs> different and I'm up 30 pounds. Yeah. I'm like, okay, this is, this is going to take me longer this time. I'm also 40. So I think that has something to do with it. So we need to take realistic expectations and put those on the table instead of what we think we should be right. Mm -hmm. Need to be super realistic. And one thing I like to do is if you're listening and you're know you're going to get pregnant or you are pregnant, get ahead of the game and create a transitional postpartum wardrobe. Now, Hmm. um, that is my favorite tip for pregnant moms or knowing you're going to get pregnant is to get ahead of the game with a transition wardrobe. If you didn't get ahead of the game, that's okay. And you are actively losing weight. I think that a transition wardrobe is key about 10 pieces that are cohesive. You can kind of mix and match and wear different outfits out of just those few pieces in this transition phase. If you are actively losing weight and you know that over the next year, you're going to, you know, go back to the size that you were. I hate the whole go back or bounce right. back. Yeah. We, I, I understand. We, we understand what you're saying, but I, I agree. And I like the acknowledgement, but yeah, it's kind of like, 
will 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 this shirt ever fit again <laughs> like right. kind of thing right and it's okay if it doesn't it is well, like okay. you have to accept yeah. if it doesn't but is it like a re like a realistic expectation that it could right exactly yeah. wherever yeah. you fall in that journey is fine I just want you to be realistic with yes. it yeah so if you have shirts and pants and all the things that don't fit you right now being postpartum is very different than doing a closet edit you know, if you, your last child was five years ago, if Mm -hmm. your last child was in the last year, I do not suggest you get rid of those clothes, but I do suggest you to take them out of your closet, put them in a bin because what you're doing every day is reminding yourself, Oh yeah, I used to fit in that and I don't anymore. And Mm -hmm. we do not need to be in that mindset postpartum, especially the first year postpartum. So put those clothes in a bin, get them out of sight, out of mind and build a transitional wardrobe. If you think it's going to take you a few months, you need less clothes. If you think you're going to be here for a while or a year plus, you need a little bit more clothes. But what you need to do is buy clothes that fit you today in within your budget. I'm not saying like go crazy and buy a bunch of, you know, expensive mm-hmm. clothing, but you do need to realize that your body today is worth dressing in clothes that fit you. Yes. Well, and the thing is like Marshall's, TJ Maxx, like these there is a difference between like certain brand jeans and higher brand jeans sometimes and keeping shape and holding you in and all these things and being flattering. But like Marshall's and TJ Maxx, like they carry a lot of those brands that are fantastic Nordstrom rack. And so in these transition phases, like what we're talking about, where you don't want to invest, you know, maybe a hundred dollars in jeans, you want to stay below 50. You can still find that price point, but find still finding something that you feel good in, not just something that's like holding the place. Right. Oh my gosh, right? Yes. You yeah. hit the nail on the head with that. Okay. I, you know, if you like old Navy jeans, that's fine. Style is personal and we all have different budgets and I get that. I personally feel like old Navy is this go-to that everyone says to buy on a budget. And I think their jeans are a dumpster fire. They are just, they don't feel good. They don't hold their shape. They don't fit well. Mm-hmm. You can go on Poshmark or like you said, TJ Maxx and get a really great pair of jeans for the same price. That's so True. And, and Old Navy is good for some other things. But, yes. like, if you can identify what what types of items are good at what stores and, like, you know, yeah, like, when you wash them, did they shrink up on the first wash? Exactly. Or, like, it, or, you know, you, you put it on, you're like, okay, these buttons button all the way, and then after one wash, they suddenly don't. Like, that's not. Right. Even, if it, was, even if it was only 15 bucks, that was a $15 wear, and that's Wasted. not a good investment. <laughs> no, it's not. And I think that every woman – even directly postpartum deserves a great pair of jeans that make your booty look good, that suck in your tummy and give you that perfect compression. And a pair of jeans that fit you really well is going to boost your mood, your confidence, your productivity. Like it's just going to do so much for your mental health and have a domino effect on your day that spending a little bit more or spending a little time on finding in your budget, like TJ Maxx postpartum, it might take a little more digging to do it that way. So it's going to cost you a little bit more time um, than buying directly from like Nordstrom or something. Mm-hmm. But get yourself a good pair of jeans and then grab the t-shirt from Target. That's fine. Yeah. But invest in a pair of jeans and a pair of leggings that like feel really good and fit really well. Okay. Talk to me about leggings. Like what type of leggings are we talking about? Like how do I know that they f- fit well what does that even mean because they're all just tight right yeah (laughs) (laughs) I think the right pair of leggings are going to be it's it's all within personal preference and and budget and all of that but something that's high-waisted good compression doesn't bunch up 
bunch up a bunch, bunch yeah. up a lot at the bottom. Yeah. Um, my personal favorites are the Lululemon Align are really great. Mm-hmm. And then um, a company called L&M, they mm-hmm. have a comfort legging that's really great. Those are both perfect for postpartum without too many seams digging into you at the top and all of that. Okay, what did you, L, like L, letter L and M, or? Correct, yeah. Okay. The letter L. Oh, never the heard of that. symbol, and then the letter M. Okay, how do you feel about all these Amazon dupes for all of these, like, higher fashion pieces? Like, I'm not a fan you're not of a Amazon fan. dupes. Okay, because I'm wearing right now, Jamie, I am wearing the Align dupes that I like the colorful koala brand. <laughs> Okay. I feel so embarrassed even like saying that name out loud because like who picked that name? That is terrible. Some like Chinese company coming off the factory. Like literally they're coming <laughs> off the same conveyor belt a lot of times. Yes. But like they're just, you know, putting there are different there are some differences, but the colorful koala ones, that is my favorite, and they're not see-through and they don't roll. I feel like that's a pretty spot on one. So you may want to ch- like do a side by side, Jamie, on that one. I will, and I've heard that a lot, and okay. but I will tell you my, and this is just my personal preference, and that's why I love style, and that's why I'm yeah. not a fashion blogger, because what you love might not be what I love, and totally. that is okay, mm-hmm. that it's not about having the designer or spending a certain amount of money, it's about wearing what makes you feel good, so if that works for you, I love that, and keep going. Yeah. If you were forcing yourself to wear something because it was cheaper, and it was the right color, but you didn't feel good in it, that'd be a whole nother story. You're so right. I bought this, like, this sounds crazy, like a luxury nightgown, essentially, like from a brand that was like, you know, supposed to have such great, you know, quality fabric and it's supposed to just hang just right and be, you know, so cute, whatever. And it was like $70. But like Mm -hmm. postpartum, I felt like that was a good, a good piece to have and it was really functional and whatnot. That fabric is no different <laughs> than Target, than the Target. Like, people have come a long way with making, like, great fabrics, yes. you know? And it's, the way it hangs and everything on me, it is no different than something I could pick up for 20 bucks, and I should have. Right? And so it's, oh so it's just like, where do you want to spend your money? Where is it going to make a difference? Right? Yeah. So it's one and of those things. That's why I like shopping like a stylist, because when you order things, order a few things so you know and order them mm. from stores that do returns because yes. I hope you were able to return it. I know I kept it. I just kept oh. it and I'm just like sucking it up because I'm just kind of like <laughs> whatever. But you're so right. Like look at the return policy because if it's like you're only going to get store – I think this was like you're only going to get store credit or whatever. And I'm like, well, that's a wash because, right. you know. Um, but now yeah. I know. Um, but, yeah, like certain – things mean more different factors mean more to different people and especially depending upon your body type too like if you're trying to you know cover up your tummy area or if you're hippier there's different genes that are going to fit you differently and so sometimes that comes with a different cost as well yep knowing what you like what matters to you there's a whole process to really determining your true personal style and stuff like that really comes into play that we don't if we don't shop with intention, we don't pay attention to things like the fabric, the fit, mm. where it's coming from. Can you return it or not? And there's so many things that come into play when we really sit down and think, what's important to me? Machine washable, dry clean only. What works for me might not work for you. And it's really important to know what you're looking for when you're shopping. Absolutely. So for you personally, Jamie, 
How much are you shopping? Like, are you like a seasonal shopper? How often are you going through your closet? Do you have a system for not getting overwhelmed with clothes? What does that look like? Absolutely. I am really big into editing your closet and shopping at the beginning of each season. Mm-hmm. Um, and when, when it comes to editing your closet, I only do it spring for spring, summer and fall for fall, winter. Okay. And then I do do all of my shopping up front at the beginning of each season so that I have my outfits to wear throughout the season and I can plan ahead. Mm-hmm. I really am into a capsule ish wardrobe because I don't like the rules of capsule. Like you can only have four pairs of shoes and three shirts. I no fashion is fun. Don't take the fun out of it. Let me, if I find a jacket and it's something I need, I know, okay, I need to be able to style it three ways. I need to really be able to incorporate it into my wardrobe. And if it checks all the boxes and it's mid-season and I have the budget for it, I'm going to buy it. Mm -hmm. I don't put rules on myself. But I like to have everything up front, everything edited up front so that I know what I have to work with this season. And it can just be easy and simple and cohesive. And it's something my goal for myself and for all of you is to just be able to get dressed and then live your life. Don't mm-hmm. think about, oh my gosh, what am I going to wear? And it's this overwhelming process every morning. I have a process where you plan the beginning of the week and then you know what you're wearing every day and then plan for your season. So you know what outfits you have to pull from for the rest of the few months in front of you. That is so, so smart. If you could pick one piece going into fall right now that you're super stoked about that you think like, yeah, women should just get into their closet. Is there something you're really pumped on right now? Um, oh my gosh. I just love, well, this is more frivolous, I guess. Booties. I love mm-hmm. being able to wear booties. I guess, I think for fall, my very favorite thing is a really great pair of jeans. Okay. Obviously we wear jeans year round, but dark denim is my favorite because it's more flattering than light denim. And I, that's super practical and basic. And then my second favorite piece would be a leather jacket. I just, I love what a leather jacket can do, but I do have edgy style. When you have your basics and you can add a fun piece like a leather jacket, you can dress up a cami and some jeans or dress down a frilly dress. So it's really fun to be able to add those kinds of pieces to your wardrobe. Yeah. And when I see somebody that has a similar style to me, like take a piece like a leather jacket and you know, add that more masculine piece to a really feminine dress or something that has, you know, lots of flow and ruffles and stuff. I'm like, oh, that looks awesome, you know? And so it's kind of fun to mix and match and and get one little either accessory or statement piece that kind of pushes you outside of maybe your norm, but that you still really like. And it's kind of fun. Yeah, and that way you can switch up. That's what I mean by having more outfits and less clothes. If you have this one dress... I can take my dress this fall and put a pair of boots with it. Say that's my favorite outfit, right? A dress and some boots. Well, if I want to dress it down, I could throw on a um, denim jacket and some sneakers. If I want to dress it up a little bit, I can wear heels and a leather jacket. So one dress, three outfits. And if you can wear something three ways, then you should buy it. And if you have something in your closet and you're, you're editing your closet at the beginning of fall right now and you're thinking like, okay, what do I need to shop for? Look at each item and think, can I wear this three ways? And if you can wear it two ways and you're thinking, oh, if I had a leather jacket or a denim jacket or a pair of boots, I could make a third way to wear this. Then you know that's what you should add to your shopping list. Oh my gosh. That's it. (laughs) That is 
is so good because you know what? I am a sale rack shopper and I just kind of like stumble upon like, yeah, that could probably work. And like, it's so unintentional, Jamie. You're probably just like, no, don't waste your money on that. Because I probably spent $100 at least a season on those types of throwaway pieces that A, either never get worn or B, like just don't add any like value or like definitely style. It's just like, oh, there's another shirt. Exactly. Yeah. That Target clearance one-off, the $8 yes. shirt, it will get you. There's a reason it's $8. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of, sometimes you can find a gem, but yeah. there's, but yeah, I, I understand. I understand. Okay. There's a mom listening and there's a mom talking to you right now that is tempted to want to hide in those flowy shirts, shirts that are just a size bigger to try and just like hide what's underneath. I know it's not flattering, but I also feel like the tight top that exposes my like folds in my stomach is not flattering. Where's the middle ground? What do I do? There's two pieces to this. One is changing your mindset when getting dressed. Let's stop getting dressed to hide anything. We don't want to hide any piece of us. What if we change our mindset to getting dressed to accentuate what we love instead of hide what we don't love? It totally changes the game when getting dressed and focus on a part of your body that you really love instead of always focusing in on what you see as a flaw. I don't think that there is ever a day when any of us are like, oh my gosh, I just love every part of my body. That's (laughs) unrealistic. Uh But being able to change that simple mindset is going to be key to getting dressed. And number two, when you hide behind a flowy shirt you are tricking yourself. You're not hiding anything, right? Right. It doesn't, it makes you look bigger. So my number one tip for every body shape, whether you have a belly or not, is to accentuate your natural waist. To find your natural waist, you would take your hand and put it, what we would say like on our hip, which is really our waist. Mm -hmm. In pictures, when you do like, remember when the chicken arm was really big in photos and you'd put your arm up (laughs) to make yourself look slimmer? Uh Where you would put your arm, bend over to the side, of the side of your hands, like bend your body in half, where your body bends is your natural waist. Mm, mm -hmm. So that is what you're going to want to bring in. Not the waist of your jeans that is low rise or um, where a skirt might hit or something, but right there where your body bends is your natural waist. If you have on a pair of high rise jeans that hits at that natural waist and do a tuck or a half tuck, it's going to look better than a flowy shirt. And you're going to say, what about when I turn to the side and it looks Mm -hmm. like I'm pregnant? Or Mm -hmm. what about the rolls that show when I sit down? Nobody else is focusing in on that. What they see when they look at you is where the outfit comes in because you're visually bringing them to the smallest part of your body, your natural waist. They're going to look at you and think, oh my goodness, you look so put together and cute, but I can't pinpoint why. You're going to think, oh my gosh, they're looking at my stomach. No, they're not. Mm. They're looking at your overall outfit, which is more flattering. And if you need a little more help, grab a pair of Spanx, undetectable underwear, put them under your jeans. It doesn't compress you like a stuffed sausage. Oh. It just gives you a little more smoothness and com- it's actually, they're comfortable. Really? Okay. I'm going to check yes. this out because in full vulnerability, and I know there's moms listening that need to hear this. So right now, like my shorts or my pants or my skirt or whatever is coming up yeah, like higher above my belly button a lot of times because that's the trend. But then there's this shelf 
of skin, uh-huh. right? And then my underwear, right? And so uh-huh. there's just, just this tire, right? And yeah. so I feel like it's like a beacon of like, nah, 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 like right there. Yeah. And so, but if you're pulling the focus up a little bit higher by doing that tuck. And so where do I put my skirt then, Jamie? Because if I wear it like normally where I'd wear it lower, then it's like too low. So do I pull it up higher? If the skirt allows, yes. So this okay. all body shape comes into play and torso length. Um, but yes, if the skirt is made to be high rise or you can pull it up, without it looking funny, yes, bring it to your natural waist. Okay. If you can't, you could also do like a belt or tie something around your waist or wear a jacket that comes in at your natural waist. There are ways around it, mm-hmm. but it's typically more flattering for you to wear an item at your natural waist, yes. Okay, okay, perfect. Okay, this is also very specific. Best sleeve length if your arms are a little bit bigger. If you cut it off, like, at a certain, like, at the, so you always hear, like, don't cut yourself off at the widest part, right? So, like, don't have your skirt hit at, like, the middle of your calf. Don't, you know, things like that. Okay, so I would think the same thing applies to that. But if it's, like, your arm's just kind of a tree trunk there, like, that's how I feel. Where, where should my sleeve hit? Or, or, like, what tightness am I going for? So the most flattering for sleeve, one thing you could do with a long sleeve is scrunch it up to right below your elbow, that okay. three-quarter length um, sleeve length. Uh-huh. What that does is create space on your arm and actually slims you. Okay. Also, you'll notice if you put your arms to your side, that's where your arm hits your natural waist. So it automatically brings in to the smallest part of your body. Hmm. Another tip for bigger arms is to wear a drop sleeve so where a sleeve if it fits you properly hits the edge of your shoulder right the seam would hit the edge of your shoulder but a drop sleeve that seam goes down a little bit further which brings in a little more room for the mm-hmm. sleeve of the arm on the garment mm-hmm. um, another thing to look for is a dolman sleeve so anything that brings in extra material around your arms drops down or or is cut at an angle Mm-hmm. Those are all going to be really great for someone that is more self-conscious about their arms. Yeah. And as you're saying that, I can think of the pieces that I have that do that. And that's where it doesn't just cling to my arm, but it, it rises off the end yes. of uh, end a little bit. And it feels like, oh, yeah, that I'm not just squeezing in it. And I feel good Correct. about that. Okay. Yeah. That makes so, so much sense. So on your website, you have a really great quiz that you can take to find your style. And so I did that this morning. And it's so fun because you ask like practical questions as well as just kind of fun tendencies and, and preferences and things like that. And so I'm a boho, Jamie. I'm more of a boho. And 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 I and then I was thinking about my closet. And I'm like, does this reflect kind of who I am or who I want to be? And isn't it funny that so many times we have pieces that do not reflect who we yeah. want. We, so many of us go into our closet and it's like, well, I don't like any of this, but we have a hundred things to choose from. How do I, do I just go through and get rid of things that I really don't like and just be like impartial and, and start over? Or what would you say to the person that just feels like they're just not living their best style life? <laughs> <laughs> like they have a closet full of nothing to yes, wear? Yes, yes. It's, it's such a normal problem. And I think that one of the first steps you could take is 
does my re- does my closet reflect who I am today and what I do with my today. life today today Jamie not like uh, uh, 10 years ago right and I think that's where we're stuck because it's like oh well mm-hmm. you know it still fits so I'll keep it right, right? but if it doesn't a lot of things are yeah. cute and they fit but yes. do they work for who you are does it make you feel good does it work for what you're doing on a daily basis right. and if those don't line up then maybe it's time to get rid of it and I Yes, you spent a lot of money on it. Yes, you spent a lot of time working hard for the money. And I think the money and the time aspect keeps people holding on to things they don't need. Or yes, they're still cute. Think about it this way. Be grateful for the time you did wear it or the time you were you did have mm-hmm. the budget to buy it. But also think, oh, this can serve someone else really well. Yeah. And that might make it easier to get rid of. Yes, Think of somebody who is in a certain phase of life that if it's still like, you know, in, in fashion or on trend, say, hey, do you want this? And yeah. they would be happy, I'm sure, to be able to take that. And if not, then you just make those donations and somebody will find it that is appreciative for it. But if you can't Absolutely. even see the good clothes and good options that you do have, and I was talking to my friend yesterday about it. She is like 15 years out of having a corporate job and she still has all of her work clothes in, in like 15 years ago work clothes. So it's like outdated and everything and they're still in her closet and she can't see anything. And I'm like, oh, I'll help you clean that out, but we can help each other so much more than we want to get rid of our own yes. stuff, can't That's we? That's why I always say with a closet edit, you need a co-signer. Okay. Oh, a you co-signer. Need, yeah, I love it. Not your husband, but like your best friend who's going to be super honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, and try it on and be like, does this look good on me? And it's not like a reflection of you should look different. It's like, yeah, that's that's working for you or that's not. Or that looks, make sure right. your waist look great. And that, like, you're trying to hide and you're not hiding anything, right? And yep. so you're not trying to be critical of anybody else's body. And when you're no. doing it yourself, you're not, you don't need to beat yourself up about where you are. But it is about, again, realistic. Realistic yes. expectations or being real about where you are now. Yep. Uh, and someone that's going to tell you, no, that is like the sixth black dress you've tried on. Let's get rid of one or two of right. those. Or you really should keep that because it looks really good. I know you don't feel great in it, but let's take a picture and evaluate it objectively and maybe you'll change your mind. Like someone that could give you a confidence boost too. Right. Or could you add the a boot with it? Or could you add a booty with it? Or could you add cool earrings with it? And then suddenly you have an outfit versus just feeling whatever in a single Absolutely. piece. That's so good. Okay. You ha- like, I could just, this is so fun for me because I am so far outside oh of this world. It is so practical. It is so helpful. But I think women, especially moms, especially postpartum when you're struggling to accept where you are and you're unsure of where you're going a lot of times, we deserve to feel good about ourselves. And it's not a vain thing to put some effort into feeling good so that you can then show up in your most confident, loving version of yourself. Yes. Yeah. So we need to do that. So what do you have, what do you offer to women? What have you created to help women who are listening specifically? These are your people. What can they go to you for? I love that. So I have created what is called the mama for method, which is my over 10 years of styling put together in a course that's a yourself pace 
course that takes you through the five steps of finding your personal style. I've also created a membership where you get more support, access to me, a community of like-minded women. And it's my favorite. It's so much fun because I have women from all over the world that will post a photo like, what do you think of this? And and the other women will come and go, oh my gosh, you look stunning. Or you know what? If you got a high-rise jean, it would be better. Or change the shoe. Or someone will come in. The other day, someone was getting ready for a wedding, and she posted five different outfits, and we all helped her choose the one oh, to that's wear. fun. It's so fun. And we do like 30-day challenges of get dressed. Like get dressed and show up and we post our outfits and what we're wearing and how we showed up. And so many times these women share stories of like, oh my gosh, I got dressed and my husband like took me out on a surprise date or I got a raise at work or mm. my kids told me I was in a better mood this week and I noticed that this week I got dressed every day or it's just really fun. Yeah, that is so fun. So where can people find you online? The best place to find me is Instagram. I'm at Jamie Baker underscore, and I link to everything from Instagram. Perfect. Yeah, and everything will be linked at extraordinarymomspodcast.com as well. Um, I just want women to know that they matter, you know, and think about how much time you spend, you know, helping your kids get ready for school and picking out their yep. clothes and getting and editing their drawers because they've outgrown things or it's stained, and we just move on but for ourselves we get stuck and we don't need to we don't need to feel that way tell me where your very favorite two or three places are to get jeans like maybe there's new brands that I don't even know about sure my top three my are good American Madewell and Abercrombie Abercrombie is making a comeback I'm seeing it everywhere isn't it crazy yes so crazy and then good American that's Khloe Kardashian's brand right it is, and I, like, resisted the brand for so long because of that. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I have heard uh, but great things. so good. That's where my, my postpartum journey started. I sucked it up. I bought a pair of Good Americans. They were three sizes bigger than my normal size. They were expensive, but you know what? They gave me confidence and made me feel good getting dressed every day, and I wore those stinking pair of jeans, like, every day for a year. Yeah. So the cost per wear was almost nothing. See, there you go. And I think we do wear a certain size longer than we think we're going to. It's like, if you think you're going to lose five pounds, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to go down a size. Like, you, the same exactly. size could still fit. And so I think that investment is fine to do, even if, you know, you you think, you know, it's going to be obsolete in, hope, you know, a month. No, it's not. Like, probably no, it's going to take longer. Yeah. It's not like that anymore, yeah. usually after having kids. Some people it can be, and that's great. But right. typically you're in the same size for a while. And side note, Good American makes a jean now, which I just grabbed for postpartum called Always Fit, and it fits through four sizes. What? Yeah. What is it's this like magic? magic. <laughs> <laughs> it is witchcraft. I yeah. love that. Jamie, this has been such a delightful conversation and so informative. I love when we can take things that we think – are I don't know we just feel like it's it's frivolous it's vain or whatever but really when it gets down to it when we can show up more in a more confident version of ourselves we're just better we just show up better and we can do so much more well Jamie I always ask my guests one final question and it's this what would you tell your pre-motherhood self oh my goodness that is such a good question I would tell her to be prepared to give yourself all of the grace because you're going to need it and it's okay. Yeah, I love that. You have an 11-week-old. How's it going? 
It's, I'm tired. Yes. I'm trying to, figuring out two and a business and a marriage, it's a lot more than I expected. And so I need all of that grace right now, trying to walk through this and, but she's so precious and chunky and fun. Yes. I feel like just getting to that three month mark where you almost are, it makes a big difference, right? Like it just, you just know her a little bit better. And so it's like, Uh okay, that cry means this. Or I, she's probably going to wake up around this time. But before, it's just like a complete crapshoot. And you're just like, how did I ever yeah. do this? <laughs> it's been crazy. We all got RSV. I tore no. my meniscus. <gasps> it was like, it's been Jamie the craziest summer. Oh, I'm so sorry. Is everybody <laughs> on the up and up now? Everyone's good now. We good. can laugh about it now. It's like, And we knew the, the few weeks going through that where, like, I couldn't walk. I was leaking milk everywhere. Like, couldn't get my life together. <laughs> Everyone was sick and couldn't breathe. It was like, we're going to look back and be able to laugh on this. Right. Motherhood just just throws a wrench in it. Yes, it definitely does. Well, I'm glad you're on the mend now. Thanks so much for sharing all your knowledge, Jamie. This has been so fun. Thank you so much for having me, Jessica. So right after I recorded that, I went directly into my closet and I started parsing through. A, we're in between seasons, so it's a great time to clean out your closet. If you haven't worn anything in a long time, at least a year, or if the body you're in right now you expect to be in for at least a year, like she was saying, have that be kind of a barometer for what you save and what you get rid of. If there's classic pieces that, you know, don't fit currently, yeah, hang on to them. That's great. But for the trendy pieces that might be out in a year anyway, why take up space and cram your closet, right? You can't even see the clothes that you do love. So I'm going to link everything where you can find Jamie at ExtraordinaryMomsPodcast.com. If you are struggling like I am, she would be a fantastic resource for you. And she really, truly knows what she's talking about. If you don't already follow me on Instagram, you can do that at Jessica Jalquist 3 or on Facebook at Extraordinary Moms Podcast. Thanks for tuning in today. And we will see you next week for another episode with another Extraordinary Mom. Bye.